everybody. Welcome to another episode of Five Movie Madness. You know, the show that wipes its own ass. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was going to be a description of the show. <laughs> and I was like, all right, where's he going with this? You get it now? I get it now. All right. I'm your host, Matt, and with me, as always, is Joe. You call this archaeology? Nice. And that's it. There is no Corey tonight. Corey has some personal matters to attend to. He could not make it. We haven't recorded in a few weeks, so we just said, you know what? We got to get one out there. He sent us his list. We're doing it with two. We'll see how this goes. Yeah, a little two-man show, a little one-on-one action here. We'll see how uh, see how it works out. I don't have yeah, high hopes. Yeah. I don't know about you. What? what I don't do you have, have high hopes. I don't have high hopes. I don't know about Jesus. you. Jesus. Positive, a little positivity here. I think it's I'm bringing the a, positivity for the team tonight. It's going to be a 27-minute show. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Unless we end up getting sidetracked, talk about some hilarious movie premise. You know, sometimes these things, sometimes magic strikes. Could happen. Could. And maybe we can bring back a segment called, What Have You Been Watching? <laughs> Besides movies for this. Doctor Strange, the second uh, one. Yeah? It's okay. Just okay? Yeah. Like, you know. I just thought it was okay, too. I didn't really care for it that much. It was really good, and then it got okay in the second half. I don't. I made a decision, because I own all the MCU movies on Blu-ray, up to um, the latest Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I think that's that, that'll do it. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done hanging it up. I mean, like, so Far From Home ends the Infinity Saga. I mm-hmm. think I'm just going to stop it there for that complete collection. And then, okay. pick up, and then pick up, like, the ones I see that I enjoy. Like, they're, like I own Captain Marvel. I own, like, Dark World. I'm not going to watch those again. I just kind of bought it to, like, mm-hmm. have the complete set. Now I don't care anymore. I don't want <laughs> I mean, they're all on Disney Plus if you want to see them. Yeah. You know how I feel about the physical media, though. No, I know. You should, yeah. you should, you should, you should. Still haven't seen Shang Chi yet, though, right? No, I, I heard it was pretty. Shang Chi is pretty good. I, I would recommend. Before you're completely out of the MCU, <laughs> checking that one out. I don't like that. I have to watch the shows now, also to like fully get what's going on. That always kind of bothered me. Yeah. Did you watch One Division? Because like that yes. was an important. Okay. I mean, it's not. It's not hard to look up spoilers either, but yeah. yeah but right. like, if you didn't watch WandaVision, you would have been totally confused going to like, oh yeah, Doctor Strange too, yep. right? That's all. I don't know. I feel the shows should add some like a little bit here or there. Like there should be Easter eggs, not, or not Easter eggs, but like supplemental content, not like required content. Could you imagine like, oh man, I didn't understand Infinity War at all because I didn't watch Daredevil on Netflix, like. <laughs> That shouldn't have to be a requirement. When Thanos was introduced. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. <sighs> anyway. Here we I watched, are. I watched Traffic Thunder the other day. That was nice. cool. I didn't finish it, but I might finish it after this. You've seen it. Quite a few times. Yeah. Yeah. Tracy picked the last couple of movies, and she doesn't care for Traffic Thunder too much. So it was my turn. I'm like, you know what? Tropic Thunder over the top, you pick. Like, I guess Tropic Thunder. (laughs) (laughs) 
He, there's no wrong answer. Not at all. Of the well, two, I would also pick Tropic Thunder. I haven't seen it in a while. It depends on what kind of mood I'm in. That honestly. kid's really annoying and over the that top. That kid sucks. Yeah, like like I like that movie as a bad fun movie, but he's so grating. I looked that kid up. I'm sure he didn't and, do that much else. And no, he is the um, the voice of the kid in the Transformers animated movie. Like the like the eighties one. Yeah, like oh. the 85 one. And then, like, I think in season three of the show, they bring that kid back and he That's does cool. the voice. I guess. He did something. Yeah. I think his last name was, like, Mendenhall, but not Richard Mendenhall. They're running back for the Steelers, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> now I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, what the hell's the name of that movie? Over the Top. Over the Top. Yeah. David Mendenhall. It is Mendenhall, yeah. He looks exactly like him as a kid, just aged up like 30 to 40 years. There you <laughs> it's go. It's really funny. What if his whole sounds like that? I hope not. I really hope his voice got deeper. That's 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 startling. So he didn't much he looks the same. He didn't like bulk up like Sly. Uh, so that would have cool over the top two. He has to take out his old man. <laughs> and it's filmed like 2023. <laughs> Lincoln Hawk's still a truck driver. And his son is like the operation. He can't manager. see the road anymore. S- sending him like all over the country. Like, yeah, it's a three day transit time. What the hell are you doing? He drives for Walmart. <laughs> That's like, it. Amazon. <laughs> yeah. They're- they pay better. <laughs> the cool truck he wanted in the movie, now it's like an Amazon truck. Yeah, it's just the prime van. <laughs> little sprinter van. Delivering packages. But he has the weight set in the front seat. Yes. But it's on camera because they record everything. How many times do we have to tell you? You can't work out like a truck. <laughs> Gotta do something to kill time. <laughs> You have 287 packages to deliver. You only delivered four because you're too busy pumping iron. <laughs> the only thing I prime is my muscle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just doesn't get it. It writes itself. It does. It, Over the top we, we basically just did. Also, patent pending. No one can use this. <laughs> That's it. Hawk, Amazon Prime delivery guy. Yes. It's a, long, it. it's a wordy title, but we'll, we'll workshop it. <sighs> Again, it writes itself. Yeah. We got eight minutes. Okay. All right. Cool. How much more time we got to fill? <laughs> 20, 20, 20 to go. 20 to go. All right. Check this out. It's like a little cat post-it. Neat. Tell my, tell my wife's been in here. The purple. Yeah. We also got a uh, Dundee Award. <laughs> the two are unrelated. This is a Valentine's Day present for me. Nice. Best husband? <laughs> I this hope. Dundee. Maybe. I didn't give her a Dundee for being the best husband. Oh, you gave it to her? Yeah. Oh, I thought she gave it to you. Yeah, I did. No, I didn't. Uh, (laughs) 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 That one took a second. I was like, oh, I know what he meant. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. A little how the show works. Um, The three of us did go our separate ways and... (laughs) 
one, one of topic. us hasn't come back yet. I haven't even announced the topic. Uh, my quote earlier was from Big Daddy. I started the show with that. And it's oh, yeah. uh, father, father-child father movies. The goal was for this episode to come out prior to Father's Day 2022. We'll make it didn't, close. Didn't happen for, you know, life gets in the way. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. So... That's our topic, movies that highlight the father-child relationship, father-son or father-daughter. Uh, we each went our separate ways, watched a bunch of movies, came up with our top five list pertaining to this topic. We're going to reveal them to you now, one at a time, in order from five to one. It'll be around five, four, three, two, one, etc. And once those movies are revealed, we'll get into the madness part of the show. If there's commonality between our lists... Uh, we'll just table the conversation to the later part in the list this way. We're not repeating ourselves over and over and over again. Corey did email in his uh, topics, and uh, I guess I'll read each one for him. Might as well. Yeah, I have it open. So uh, without further ado, Joe, why don't you start us up with number five here. Corey, kicking it to you. Um, <laughs> Way to pass the buck. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, my number five father-child movie, or father and child, as I wrote, doesn't really matter, is Eighth Grade. Okay, I thought about it. Good. I'm glad you thought about it. I like that movie. It's a very good movie. It's, yes. I believe the only one, actually, I think it's the only one Bo Burnham directed. It's his directorial debut. I don't know if he's done anything since then. Well, so. at, the t- at the time, it was definitely his first. Absolutely. It's very good. It's got mm-hmm. a very good father-daughter relationship to it. He's That's part of the story yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, she's an 8th grade girl, so she really doesn't care much for her father. Which she doesn't. She's rebelling except in the, you know, the moments when things are terrible and you exactly. need someone to rely on, which is your dad because yes. he's a single parent, which is tough. Right. So it's it's a, it's a tough relationship to have, but I feel they do a good job with it. It's heartwarming. It is heartwarming, and um, I often bring this up as the scariest movie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's 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 a all too real horror movie. Yes, it, it sure well, is. The pool I, scene, anyway. The you're watching scene. that through your fingers, man. It's covering yeah, yeah. your eyes. Oh my gosh, it, it's, brutal. It's too awkward to to watch straight away. Like it's just, it, it sure it, is. It, it triggers things inside. And also has one of my favorite movie characters in the last 20 years is that boy at the end. Yeah, I don't remember his name. No, but he went to archery camp and got two of every kind of sauce for McDonald's. He did. I just, just <laughs> left it on. What's that doing on the table? Oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> the archery certificate? Yes. Oh, what's this doing out? Oh, that's really cool. I think it's stupid. <laughs> is it Gabe? His name Gabe? I hope so. I think it's Gabe. All right. Yeah. Gabe Wad. All right, great. <laughs> I love all the sauces equally. You got any sauce you want. <laughs> Go through the Szechuan sauce. This guy, this kid's got it. Yeah, he's he's got it made. <laughs> he's got so much eighth grade game. He does. More so than the other creepy kid. There's a couple of creeps in this movie, Joe. That kid's older, too. That's like a high school kid. I'm not even talking about that one. That's the kid that takes his shirt off, right? Yeah, it's really weird. The one kid that's like, uh, I don't know, as our main character if she gives good blowjobs. Oh, the 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 kid that like <laughs> thinks he's a badass in her class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I forgot about that kid until just now. Yeah, that guy sucks. Yeah, he does suck. <laughs> good choice of words there. 
Thank you. So yeah, tied, tied it back. <laughs> tied it back. Yeah, eighth grade. That was good. I thought about it. I always like. So I've told this before. Me and my wife pick like a movie out. Like I don't scroll through like the streaming services because we have so many. So and that pick, takes like, forever and makes you die yes. inside. So, so yes. we we pick like one from each shelf. We got like seven shelves. Then we just like eliminate. And I always mm-hmm. come across the E's. I'm like, huh, eighth grade. And I'm like, eh, she's not going to go for it. So <laughs> usually put it back. Has but she seen it? I don't believe so. I'm just I, that interested. I don't, yeah, I was about to say, I don't know your wife's taste in movies, but I feel like it's, it's she different. might like it. Way different than mine. Yeah. I don't think she would. Be too real. Right. Fair enough. Too real. Um, it, it is very real. It is startlingly real at parts. Yes. And I, I like the little behind the scenes like of making it. Like, Facebook was going to play a big part of it. And then the main actress is like, no one uses Facebook anymore. This is like not realistic. So they switched it to the <laughs> Mr. Burnham, no one uses Facebook <laughs> anymore. anymore. How dare you? He's like, oh, YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> Break.com. The chive. Anyway. <laughs> E-bombs world. Um, should I read Corey's number five? Uh, that's probably a good idea. We'll do Corey's number five. Let's see. He did right here is the correct list in quotes with the winky face. So number five, Star Wars Return of the Jedi. The redemption arc of Vader. Uh, It's not on your list, right? No. Okay. The redemption arc of Vader back to Anakin. And in that moment of need, when Luke was about to be killed, he stepped up and became a dad. and returned to the light. It was just such a beautiful moment for me. I know it's only a relatively small part of the whole movie or trilogy, but it will always stand out to me. Bubble. Oh, no. no, that, no that's, that's the Bubble movies. You <laughs> don't Not too, too far. <laughs> Pause for a laugh. <laughs> so, Star Wars Return of the Jedi. I thought about this one as well. Did not include it on my list. How about you? Star Wars didn't cross my mind for this. I, I mean, it makes sense. In hindsight, seeing it and realizing. But yeah, it never, it didn't end up crossing my mind for this list. Um, Return of the Jedi is my personal favorite Star Wars movie. It is not it's mine. Not, it's not the best one, but it's it's my favorite. I think it's like, I saw it in theaters for the 90s re-release. It's the only one I saw in the theaters. Okay. And I was way too young when I saw A New Hope and I found it incredibly boring. But, and the reason I wanted to see it because it had Yoda on the, uh, on the poster, and I, I thought like he would be a much bigger part <laughs> than he actually was in that one. But yeah, um, Vader killing the Emperor, holding him over his head, and saving Luke is like my favorite Star Wars scene of all time. It's a good and, scene. Yes, I, I love it, and um, it, no, it's it's a good pick in in that regard. Um, just the whole Luke, I am your father might be the most famous movie reveal ever. Okay. So I know that happened in Empire, but in Return of the Jedi, I think they, they touch on it more. The reveal happens at the end of Empire, but Jedi like expounds upon it, I feel. So sure. I get under I understand the pick, I like it. Yeah. They just don't really for me, like it didn't cross my mind and thinking about it, like it wouldn't make my list just because they don't have like the relationship. He like just decides, Oh, I've been a shit father this whole time. I'm gonna save your life in this one moment. Yeah, so I it's just but... like uh it doesn't fit I, I, the theme for me. It's a good movie. It just doesn't fit the theme for me. But a lot of that's Luke. He goes from, like, anger, I Vader's on that ship, I want to kill him, to, like, 
no, I know there's good inside of you. I, w- I want you to like come back, and that's like the reason. Because you're my dad. That's it, my dad. <laughs> <laughs> it would only approve if Keanu was in the movie. Everybody out there, Google Keanu Reeves Coke commercial. Yeah, it's, Have it's a blast. A, it's a great watch. How it old was Keanu in like 1980, whatever this movie came out? When in. did that Coke commercial came out? That's also a good question. So I, I think, I want to say Return of the Jedi came out in 83, right? Uh, that sounds right. I'm, I don't have like an encyclopedic knowledge so of this. Keanu Reeves... Return of the Jedi is eighty three. Can confirm. Okay. He's fifty seven years old. We can we can math this, but I don't <laughs> want to. <laughs> Counter's birthday. Here we go. Sixty four. So he would have been. Well, this was almost forty years ago. So yeah, so he was like thirty nine years ago. Thirteen, fourteen. So probably thirty eight because they were filming, but. He was born in 64, the movie came out in 83, so... Oh yeah, so he would have been 19. 19, okay, 19, yeah, math is tough. Yeah, Yeah. alright. That was a much easier way to get there than the stupid way that I chose. Sure. But we won't talk about it. So yeah, Keanu has Luke, make it happen. Recon everything these days. Recon everything. We we, We can get a Keanu hologram. Good. Bring everybody back, all the original actors. They're all, yes. or nope, never mind. Anyway, yep. um, <laughs> my number five father-child movie is a movie called The Champ. Came out in the late seventies. I don't know if you've seen it. Probably I've never not. heard of it before. Probably never. Okay, it's a good movie. It has a very young Ricky Schroeder from um, Silver Spoons. I want to say yes. Yep. Um, John Voight. Is his father, and mm-hmm. Faye Dunaway is the uh, estranged ex-wife. So the champ is a story of a uh, single parent, dad, kid. They live on a racetrack. The dad's kind of a douche. He's a uh, used to be the I believe it's the middleweight champion of the world. And when you said um, the champ. I had a feeling it was a boxing movie. Yes. So now him and his small child live on a racetrack. Like he's like a, like, he's like on a, the racetrack. It like like a, a room in like a, a stable like in the racetrack. He like okay. the, John Boyd like works there taking care of some of the horses and he's an alcoholic. Whenever he gets any kind of money or success, he just blows it all and he gambles and but the kid adores him, loves him completely without fail. And Faye Dunaway, she enters the picture. She was John, the kid's mom and John Voight's wife at the time, but she like, I guess he wasn't the nicest to her, and he she just up and left and abandoned her child. So she is very well to do now, married into like wealth and prosperity, and wants to have a relationship with uh, her son. And she doesn't know he doesn't has no idea. He's very young. I cannot put two and two together that this is like her. Uh, this is um, this is his mom. So. John Voight kind of sees the light and thinks like, you know what, you'll be way better off with her than me. I'm sorry, and he like tries to give him, give a, give him up, and he won't go. It, he he won't go, and he he can't do it. It's it's like he just loves this kid too much, so mm. he tries to make a boxing comeback, and then and we go from there. It's uh, 
heartwarming story, very sad, very tear-inducing, and there's there's a lot of scenes that like tug at your heartstrings, and it's uh, it's good. It's very good. It's uh, one of the first movies I think of for a father-son movie. It's very seventies, so it's like sure. if you don't like older movies and kind of stay away from that one. But uh, it's barely uh, in the seventies. It's seventy-nine. Yes, but it, you f- you feel it. <laughs> Feel every step of the way. Every step of the way. It's very 70s. So, yeah, the champ. All right. It's my number five. Joe, what do you got for number four? Number four, I got Little Miss Sunshine. Okay. But Greg Gunn like, is like the best dad ever. I like the, I, I like the movie a yeah. lot. He turns out to be the best dad ever. He's, <laughs> but just, he's driving his entire family cross-country in this shitty-ass van to get his daughter in this pageant that she desperately wants to be in. It has no business being in. Sure. Which is is the best part. Because they're terrible things. They're monstrosities, but she is such a wholesome person. Yes. She just has this dream. And they're they're just a zany cast of characters. This is a really good movie. It's a very good movie. I feel like it's a really underrated movie. I've never laughed so hard, like, watching a movie, like, with my mom before. <laughs> okay. Like, me and my mom were watching it, and we had to pause it. The dance scene is one of the funniest things oh, I've ever great. seen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my super gosh. Freak? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. When she, she, she does it, and it's like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> and then when he has to go out there to, like, get her off the stage, and he's like, you know what? F it. And he just starts dancing, like, with her. And then when it's all over... That one biker guy in the back's like, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) So good. So good. But I hate Greg Kinnear for like 90% of this movie. Really? Yeah. He just like, I don't know, not very nice to Steve Carell. He has this bullshit self-help like thing going on and doesn't want his kid to eat ice cream. It's just a lot of things bothered me. Yeah, no, I mean, that's fair. But... It's a really good movie. I think it's it's a strong. It ends up being a strong relationship because yes. just he yeah he he finds the error of his ways. The family kind of comes together. And I yeah, think exactly. That was, that was the whole point. I guess it would be higher on my list if this was like family movie topics. Sure. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I haven't thought about that, so I don't know if this is even making it. But okay. But yeah, but I mean, as far as father child, I feel like four is a good spot for it. But he does a lot. A yes. good relationship in the end. Right. No, I like that movie. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much the Blu-ray is. If it's over $5, it's I don't know. Much. Corey's not here, I guess. It's true. Corey, thoughts on Little Miss Sunshine? <laughs> Never seen it? All right. Okay, great. <laughs> He's probably seen it. Speaking of Corey, his number four is Big Fish. Corey writes, I have a thing for these type of movies. I don't know why, but I absolutely love them complicated relationship between father and son is something I am drawn to for sure. It cuts back and forth to the stories, in parentheses, or quotes, I should say. The dad tells in a real life of him on the deathbed. The payoff, the son... Alright. It's worded a little wonky here. Okay. The payoff, the son... In quotes, taking up the mantle at the end and creating an over-the-top story about how his father passes and his father finally being able to rest in that security of his legacy, so to speak, is really cool. 
And the final payoff at the funeral where he realizes that the stories weren't lies. Spoiler alert, Corey. They were exaggerations for the purpose of telling a good story. Hugh McGregor is really good in it. I like pretty much every performance. I don't think anyone is doing too much or too little. It sometimes feels a little whimsical and silly, but those are generally in the air quotes stories. So it works for what the movie's trying to do. Fun fact, Yellow Card has a song on the album Lights and Sound called How I Go. That is like a literal retelling of the movie. Great song. It is a great song, actually. That song always reminds me of Big Fish. Good. Yeah. Very good. I'm not familiar with the song, but I I do like the movie. I thought about this one as well. I've seen the movie one time. It was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, if we did a it's Tim Burton... one Bur- of my favorite Tim Burtons. Yes, if we did a Tim Burton list, yes. this, this would be on it mm-hmm. for me. Well, uh, it probably would be for me Yeah, as well. I like Tim Burton's lighter stuff, which is few and far between. But this is Yeah, I don't, I don't know of one. another one besides this. Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Oh, yeah, that is Tim Burton. Yeah. Okay. That might be his first movie, too, come to think mm. of it. But yes, Big Fish. I didn't have it on mine. Don't think you got it on yours. I, I would have told you to table it. There, that's, that's true. That's kind of how the show works. Yeah. Or I would have been like, that's my number. Wait, <laughs> my number four is Little Miss Sunshine, so I can't. It can't possibly be my four. All right. Moving along here. Yep. 28 minutes. Cool. All right. We're making up time. <laughs> we're we're going to fill, uh, fill out this episode. Do the best we can. My number four is Frequency. Ever hear of it? I've heard of it, and in fact, I'm going to slightly table it. Really? Yeah. That's cool. I didn't think you'd have it. That's awesome. I was unsure if I'd have it, and turns out I had it. Cool. So I guess we're talking about it now? Are we going to my number three? Yeah, I mean... Then yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm untabling frequency. All right. <laughs> Little Chief. Little Chief. That's like the worst movie nickname yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Frequency is really cool. It's a cool premise. I like it a lot. It is. Time travel movie, so to speak. Time travel via radio between yeah. father and son. Via like ham radio. Mm-hmm. The old fashioned ones where you have like, not call signs, but. You dial in, you say breaker, breaker. Let's see well, who's actually, out no, there. That's really truck drivers, but. I mean, they, they're, they're, you can probably. I don't know if talk. anyone actually says that probably talk to a truck driver through that i would you think you're on the same dad are you a truck driver same frequency oh oh <laughs> i see what we did but yeah it's a time travel father son murder mystery story that yeah. involves the 69 mets what more do you want <laughs> sign me up i don't even have Not to know sold who's yet. In it. what if I, what if i told you dennis quaid and jim caviezel <laughs> what <laughs> and uh andre brower it's very true. In Andre a, Brown in a smaller role. Yes. Yes. But yeah, he's uh, it, it involves firemen, involves police officers, that, and that's that's a very New York like special relationship. So New York b- between the two. Um, I saw this in theaters, Lowe's Stony Brook, back when they had like the coffee bar in the front. I remember okay. I, I got a frozen coffee wow. turtle drink. It was delicious. I was wired during <laughs> frequency. 
It's just really good. I don't think it gets enough play on cable. No, it does. I saw this movie on TV with my dad, like, the first time I saw part of it. Okay. And then I ended up seeing the, like, full movie of it as mm-hmm. an older person when I could understand and appreciate it. Right on. But, like, that was that was a neat thing because it's a father-son and, like, I saw it with my dad. Yep. Very good. My dad. Yeah. My dad. If you're unfamiliar, <laughs> it's uh, Dennis Quaid is in the past, I guess, communicating yes. with his son in the future. Right. And they have to figure out how to save his mom from being murdered. Yes. Or, no, him from dying. It's him from dying. No, it's then... it's his mom from being murdered is the main thing. The, oh, yeah, yeah. The way they see they save him is um I it's it's twofold. His yes, so I I guess we can spoil it. No, I mean, I mean not gonna, I'm I'm just trying to like skate the line of spoiling it. Like his dad was his dad dies yes, younger, but he figures out how to potentially have his dad not die I'm and like, I, have to like that's that's a beginning part of the movie. I think we can say yeah, right. his dad dies in a fire. Yeah, he figures out how to save his dad. And he tells, by talking to his dad, he tells him what not to do. And so, dad, be careful here. And all of a sudden, like, in real life, like, real time, like, present day, he just has, like, a thing like, my dad did not die in a fire. And it sounds like, yeah, he died of, like, lung cancer, like, what, 10 years ago? Like, so yeah. it's like. So he's like, well, I can actually affect like what's going on and stuff. And then his, and they gotta save his mom. Has to save his mom next. Slash Dennis Quaid's wife. Right. Exactly. It's cool. Yeah, it is. It's, it's a it's a fun movie to watch. It's a un- like yeah, like I, I'm all for, all for for the time travel stuff. It's a unique premise. Absolutely. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if they remade this. Actually, that'd be okay. Trying to think who you cast now for frequency. You would cast um, Jim Caviezel and Dennis Quaid. <laughs> well, Jim Caviezel. At... Frequency two. <laughs> AM. Uh, or FM. Or FM's FM. newer. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> frequency two. Don't touch that dial. <laughs> that's, that's not terrible. Work in progress. It's a whip. Yeah, yeah. It's a whip. All right, that brings us to Corey's number three, Finding Nemo. Thought about it. I didn't. It was a movie I wrote down as a possible. It was on a lot of lists uh, that I did find in my research here. But uh, shocking, I have an animated movie on my list, Corey writes. Yes, does that make it fit the bill any less perfectly? No. The story of a father who would do anything to find his son. A father who is too scared to leave his home or a safe space has to travel the wide open ocean. This really speaks to the bond a father has to their kids and how they are willing to move mountains for them. It's a heartwarming and often funny, fun movie. I love a good funny, fun movie. Sure. Yeah, it's Pixar. I mean... We did our Pixar lists. I don't think anyone yeah. had this in their top five. I'm I'm not a huge Finding Nemo fan. Neither am I. I, I, res- I respect its accolades and accomplishments, I mm-hmm. guess, but just like I'm not going to watch Finding Nemo very often. At the time and for a while, it was like the biggest Pixar movie. Oh, yeah. People people loved, the, loved this movie and yes. still love this movie. I like the turtles. I think the turtles are really cool. Yep. Other than that, not a lot does it for me in this movie, like especially. It's just solid. 
It's fine. The shark beating Bruce is cool. The little Jaws throwback there. Okay. Um, just keep swimming. That's like, you know, it's like the fucking cat on the limb just hanging yeah. there. It's like a... Like, that's, the most, that's the most famous thing. Mm -hmm. And then Dory, probably the most famous character from this movie. They tried to make a movie about her. It's okay. They, they sure did make a movie just about her. She speaks yeah. well. Ooh. There you go. <laughs> so do you, apparently. I'm fluid. <laughs> I'm st actually, no, I'm still learning. I shouldn't lie. It's like that Office episode. Parlay. It's pirate code. He wants to meet. So you speak pirate code? I can I can understand it. I can't speak it. <laughs> anyway. Yep. Yeah. Finding Then we'll go from big fish to finding Nemo. I sense the theme. There's a theme here. <laughs> it's all aquatic for Corey. There's no water in Return of the Jedi, though. Not that I know of. Me either. Maybe there's a... No, there's no water plant. No. Eh. There is none. Okay. That brings right. us to my number three, which is a sure table does. for Corey. It is a quiet place. Yeah. It's also a table for me. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Joe, you're number two. Let's, uh, let's untable a quiet place. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't. It's no? No, we can't. Oh, yeah, right. Well, we'll retable it for Corey because, right. you know, viewers didn't know that until just now. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Brings us to Corey. Matt, what's your number two, bud? I mean, should we do Corey's number two? Oh, yeah, right. You're, yeah, right. Yep. Corey's up next. Okay. The, Corey not being here has confused yes. me of the order. It's okay. Okay. Pursuit of happiness. I didn't have this one. Neither did I. I'll write down Pursuit of happiness before I read his... The description. Or the... Whatever Corey wrote. Yeah. I have thoughts on this movie, too, but Corey writes... Same. Uh, I think this is just a wonderful, wonderfully performed film. Will Smith is just brilliant in it. The one scene where he's sleeping with this kid in the bathroom at the train station is gut-wrenching. In an interview, he said that doing that scene with Jaden made it so much more real than... And that, in the moment, he wasn't acting and it felt real to him. The story, the story focuses on Christopher, parenthesis Smith's character, trying to make ends meet. And make a life for his kid and the struggles struggles he went through. It's a tough one to watch if you're sensitive to that sort of stuff, but man does it deliver in the feels department. The moment Christopher tell like the moment Christopher like tells Chris Jr. to not listen to anybody who tells him he can't do something, including Christopher Senior himself, is just so moving. Okay. Yeah. I saw this movie, it, it's fine, it's it's charming. They really hammed up the true story aspect of it. A lot of it's not. As, mo a lot. as most movies do. Uh, yeah, as most movies do. A lot of it's not the most yeah. accurate, to be honest with you. Like, that's just... My, yeah, my, my constant review of this film is it's the most depressing movie I've ever seen with the word happy in the title. Sure. But I guess... I'm just like, oh, God. <laughs> I mean, the fact that, like, the scene that always sticks out to me is, like, the $5 that he has to give, like, his boss at the time for like cab fare and like it's just five dollars but it's like no so much more than that. <laughs> so much more than that because it's like all the money he has but he has to do it can't stiff his boss right because he's trying to get a job trying to win the job and so to speak and uh yeah yeah i mean i find it i mean it has to be easy 
acting with your son, right? It, it, I mean, you already kind of have that relationship, yeah. I hope. Mm-hmm. Although, man, do the two of them get it wrong in After Earth. <laughs> yeah. You know, not the, not the best of duos. Right. But the one thing I will say about Pursuit of Happiness that's always stuck with me is the scene where he's trying, he's trying to make it as a stockbroker. And he said by not hanging up the phone, he saved however many seconds and had the leg up on people. Mm-hmm. So, like, at work, I'll do weird stuff like that. Like, I don't close my box cutter. I just leave it open. I'm just like, I'm saving seconds. I'm life hacking this shit. Yes, but you're also being unsafe. That's an OSHA violation. Close your box That's cutter. That's fine. <laughs> they don't, the OSHA doesn't listen to this. Have you ever cut yourself on your box cutter? Because it was open. Never. All right. Good. Glad to hear yeah, me, I'm also glad to hear it. Um, also, here comes the uh, fucking sports nerd in me. They go to a San Francisco 49ers game playing the Giants. I forget the year that it takes place. However, they, they unless it's a playoff game, they did not face the Giants that year. Thought it was a playoff game. Probably would have been more hype around it. And they get the Giants uniform wrong. They have them wearing blue pants. They only wear blue pants for like one year, I believe, in 76. It's probably that year. It's not that year. I know. Yeah, so again, it just bothers me. Sure. Okay. It's an easy detail to check. They did not. Yeah, right? Get it right. It's like CGI of a football game. They didn't really go. (laughs) Get the pants right. You're making this whole thing. (laughs) Anyway, brings us to my number two, which is Kramer versus Kramer. Okay, yeah, I I thought about watching this for this. I've never seen it. That is a true father-son story in every sense of the word. It is a Best Picture winner from the late 70s. Uh, actually, 79, I think. Same year as a champ. Anyway, um, Dustin Hoffman and Meryl Streep are a married couple with a, with a son. Uh, Meryl Streep up and leaves. She just had it, and she leaves. Abandons her kid, and... Uh, Dustin Hoffman kind of has to learn how to be a dad because he was really just the provider and not really the dad. So making breakfast, out of the question. Taking a kid to the park, out of the question. Uh, being the... Not anymore. So, like, he has to do all these things, like, on the fly, figure it out. And it's it's really touching, like, like the relationship and the bond that he and his uh, son form. Um... At the end, Mel Sheep kind of comes back in and tries to like reclaim her kid. And uh, a court back in those days, probably today, is it's really hard for a court to take a kid away from his mother. So she was going to get like they generally don't do that. She was going to get like sole custody, and she the way it's portrayed in the movie. Again, she didn't deserve it. She flat left and. Uh, Dustin, it's like liar, liar. Pretty much. Dustin Hoffman tried so hard. Like, he quit his job, to has, or he got fired from his job because he had to spend more time with his, like, kid and had to be there for his kid, and his job wasn't having it. So he got a new job on Christmas Eve during a holiday party for less money per year in order to, like, be with, like, his son more, and they hold that against him in court. They're saying... So you, well, how much were you making at your first job? And he said thirty five thousand a year, which is he lives in a really nice apartment in New York City in the seventies. It was a thirty five. It was a different time. I guess so. Yeah. And then he goes, now how much do you make now? He's like twenty eight thousand dollars a year. 
and they're like, you consider that a success? You're climbing down the corporate ladder. And they, they really hold that against it. It's like, and it's like not fair. And it's like, you, your heart goes out for yeah. them. That's rough. And uh, the, the coolest scene to me, it's like a two-parter, is uh, the morning Meryl Streep's gone from their lives. He's trying to make breakfast for his son. And he's really struggling to make French toast. And like, he's like, I don't know, he's mixing the egg mixture in a mug and he's folding the bread and sticking it in and it looks disgusting and it's not going to come out well and their last breakfast together before he has to give his son back to his mother supposedly is french toast and they both make it together they nail it perfectly and it's just like tears streaming down your face Boom. yes it hits it hits hard so uh kramer versus kramer great movie definitely check it out yeah, i remember seeing a trailer for this movie on like the front end of a VHS of some other movie I own. Huh. I don't remember what that movie. Wow, is. had to be an older but... movie. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, crazy. All right, the round of one. There can be only one. Yeah, him. Three of them, but <laughs> hit me with it. Then we'll talk about a quiet place. All right, it's me. <laughs> uh, Logan. Yeah, we're gonna like pause <laughs> and wait till my number one because it is also Logan. Oh my god. But the way the show works, even though he's not here, Corey's number one is a quiet place, so let's talk about it. Sure. Um, I'll read his remarks first. Might as well. Both parents, but especially John Krasinski's relationships with his kids is just so incredibly powerful and moving. The fact that they can show so much love, care, and emotion for their family, and kids obviously, through the use of next two, no words, is one of the things that sets the movie apart for me. It's not just a sci-fi horror monster movie. It is so strongly a story about a family and their connections to one another and their flaws and traumas and how they are trying to work through them. All without saying a single word. The two best moments for me specifically around air quotes father-child idea are where he takes his son to the waterfall and we get to see him have a real conversation with his son. It's moving and it's wonderful. And that moment at the end, obviously him signing, I love you, I have always loved you, it makes me weep every time. Boom. Yeah, that's a big tear moment. Yes, it is. Very sad. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a very good movie. Again, tremendous premise. Very well made. Um, yeah, I mean, dad doing everything for his kids. Mom doing everything like with his kids too. I mean, certain things in it. Think about after the fact, like I don't know, maybe hang out by the waterfall more often and give birth there. Yeah, you think? <laughs> right? Like that seems like a pretty safe place, and like there are very few of those. <laughs> very few. But again, with movies like this, and especially in the sequel, it turns out like. Not only are the monsters like the antagonists, but the people trying to survive as well that you encounter or turn into monsters themselves. So that's usually what happens in these kind of very movies. Walking Dead esque, right? Walking Dead esque. Uh, a movie that's in my bubble that we'll talk about also does this. The Road. Yeah, good guess. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You see yeah. my list? 
I don't know if anyone else saw that movie besides me. That's cool. Yeah, uh, no actually. Kind of came and went. Yeah, when Mitch was in town, a friend of the show, Mitch, he actually re- said that that would be like his number one. Wow. So I watched it because of that. Nice. Yeah. We'll talk about it in honorable mentions. Sure. Or bubbles. Uh, but yeah, I've... no. Quiet Place is really good. It's it's like, it's it's more of a family movie than a father-child movie to me, which is why it ended up... Like, like it's number two for me. I'm not, I'm, yes. I'm not nitpicking, but sure. it's just like, it, it's not quite number one for me, but I understand why Corey would have it there. He loves this movie as well he should. Yes. And again, number three for me, but I get like, let's not be little Emily Blunt here. Like she, no. she's, she's doing just as much. Right. So it's, it, again, you're right. It is more like a family movie. It's just uh, he has the uh, big self-sacrifice to save his kids at the end, and the relationship he has with his daughter is is uh, ter- like he blames her, but he doesn't. You know, it's it's weird. It's a very it's very complicated. Yeah, I feel anyway. Like most things are, and especially in this nightmare reality that they live in. Yes, like again, if you haven't seen the movie, definitely check it out. But like, it's very good. Yeah, it's 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 it's. it's it's crazy good. Um, the, the daughter contributes to a, a tragedy with, within the family, and uh, he definitely harbors some ill will towards the daughter, even though he says he doesn't, and the daughter can sense it. But it's it, it, it just one of those like tones that like makes this movie great. I feel it's like a like an underlying like story going on. Yeah, it's, it's, story, it's, so. it's extra conflict. Thrown into a side plot, kind of. But it's it's very good, Corey. Good pick for your number one. Yes. You would. I had spoken to Corey, and he said this was the only movie that he considered originally when he heard the title. He's just like, okay, so a quiet place, and what else? Cool. Okay. <laughs> right on. All oh, right. ow. You all right? <laughs> good. Yeah. All right. I don't know what happened. Joe, cut that out. <laughs> All right, so let's get on to the true number one, which is Logan. <laughs> As Corey would say, true in air quotes. Yes, right, sure. Anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, this was my topic. Initially, I wanted father-son movies because I identify with those movies uh, more so, obviously, because I am a son, I have a dad, and uh, yes. I then thought of Logan, and I was like, you know what? We're going to have to change this around because I yeah. want to talk about Logan some more. Because it's probably the the best movie we have access to for this topic. I, I agree wholeheartedly. You can make the argument, she's a clone, it's it's not real, like father. But, uh, what, is, what is a child if not a clone? It's, it's very true. And, and the <laughs> fact that she's crying daddy when this guy's like dying is, it's, oh God, it's just gets you like every single time it's such like the way their relationship grows to throughout the film it's 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 a, it's a wonderful wonderful movie it's a great from, performance yeah, from complete strangers to basically family right in the matter of however many days this movie takes place over yeah not that many right no it's, it's not that long of a time period right they're being chased a while best it's, thing about this movie is a scene in the trailer where they're just like somebody will come along and Xavier's like someone has come along. <laughs> that that is a very good scene. Um, I do like the action climax uh, 
of the movie, the uh, fight sure. between the two of them. The, the two Logans? <laughs> yeah, it, like, for me, it's um, very sports movie-esque in a way. Like, I don't know. Sure, I it's, it's the savvy yeah. veteran versus... It's not even the savvy veteran. It's just like this. But all right, again, all right, it's an X Men movie, right? It, yep. it, it, a movie that involves X Men characters, just to say, it's not a true X Men story. But well, they're all gone at this point, so yes. We see Wolverine in almost all of them, and he is great. Like this character, I, I should say, however you feel about his performances or the way he's utilized, just like. In that universe, he he's he's a superstar. He's he's yeah. like he's he's the main guy, and we're coming to a part in his life he can't do it anymore. He just doesn't have it. He's dying, right? The guy that can't die is dying. His claws don't even retract fully anymore. He's got to pull them out, push them in at, at certain points, and at that moment. He's. This is it. It's. It's. It's his last game. It's. He's all out. He's like maybe he can have one final day in the sun and be great again. And he's going against someone younger, someone stronger, someone better. That's very moving and emotional to me. Yep. It's because it happens all the time. Like, I remember just like a stupid comparison, but I remember at the end of Derek Jeter's career, and he was going against. I think he was going against. Uh, he was going against a, a good closer. And, like, he had no shot. Like, this guy's throwing, like, 99. Derek Jeter's pushing 40 years old. I'm like, he can't. He's not whipping that bat around like, anymore. He can't hit him because he can't do it. He just can't. He used to be able to. And I think Jeter wound up getting a hit on it. I was, like, blown away. I'm like, wow. You know what? Maybe the old man can dial it up from time to time. So One in a thousand. Yes. But, again, his relationship with uh, X-23, right? Laura. Laura's yeah. your name. So, it's very good. So. Daphne Keene. Yep, she does not annoy me, which is one of the biggest compliments I can play any. On oh, a child actor, yeah, no, yeah. she's good. Mm-hmm. She is good. Infectious. I just had something to say about this movie, and I can't remember what it is. Oh, wait, it's R-rated. Yeah. Wolverine finally gets an R-rated movie. As, good. As needed, because his power and fighting style is devastating, and it leaves something to be desired without the full effect, because it's devastating. Yes. Like tra- to his enemies. Yes. And he lives a tragic life for sure. But uh, yes. I love one of my favorite YouTube videos too is um, watching like it's, like, it's like a compilation uh, of the movie, like a synopsis so speaks that the Johnny Cash is hurt. It's so good. Oh yeah, that's the uh, that's the trailer song they used for the movie. I, I don't, was that the actual trailer? Or yep. Was that like a fan? Okay. I, I don't, put, yeah, yeah, yeah. The I think they actually used it in the trailer. There's like a five, six minute long uh, version of it. Where they like okay. extend it some more and yeah. show more scenes to the way. And, that's like... and if you're if you're into laughing, the there's a scene in I think it's the Hangover Three where Mr. Chow is doing yes. karaoke and <laughs> he does Johnny it. Hurt's Cash or Johnny Johnny Cash is hurt. Uh huh. And they use that so they put that song over the trailer <laughs> in a YouTube video I've seen. It's very funny. <laughs> that sounds very funny. John Rook identifies with this character of Logan. I don't know who that is. It's a different show. Anyway. <laughs> That's Logan. That's the uh, movie selection part of the show. I guess we'll move on to the madness round. Unless you want to go bubbles? into the bubbles. Let's go into the bubbles. Yeah, let's do the bubbles. Alright, Corey's bubbles. 
Interstellar, Liar Liar, Big Daddy. Surprise Liar Liar didn't make your list, Joe, in all honesty. Liar Liar's alright. I've seen Interstellar before. It's too damn long. I don't like Interstellar very it's much. Too That's just me. Damn it's, long. It's too confusing. It's it's too Christopher Nolan yes. for me. Yeah. I can't I can't get behind that movie. No. I do like Inception a lot. That's enough, Nolan. I definitely like that. Yeah, that's yes. definitely a more appropriate level of Christopher Nolan. Right. Christopher Nolan dials up to 11 in Interstellar. We don't need that much yeah. Nolan. No, that's too much Nolan. You need 10 max. Um, Big Daddy. That's that's a cool movie. I like it. That's a good one. That was your opening quote, right? Yes. Yeah. I wipe my own ass. <laughs> I'll be named Frankenstein. <laughs> Frankenstein. Okay. You heard the kid. <laughs> We all have belly buttons, and we all love Yoo-Hoo, especially Yoo-Hoo with a little bit of rum. What's rum? You don't know what rum is? Rumpelstiltskin? Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> Great scene. Underrated Sandler movie. Joe, what do you have for Bubbles? Bubbles. Uh, I have the aforementioned The Road. Yes. It's it's a good movie. It's just super depressing. and It's very realistic for where yes. the world is going, so I can't watch it anymore. Like I don't, I don't want to watch it again, for- so it didn't make my list. For a stocking stuffer one year, I got a paperback novel, The Road, a, a movie novelization. Remember we used okay. to make those? Yes. Yeah, so I, that was like, uh, I got it in my stocking one year, <laughs> one year for Christmas. So I never read it, but I got it. I did you watch the movie? Yeah, I saw it in the theaters, actually. Okay. Um, the scene I like the best from the road and the one I remember the best is when he finds the uh, Coca-Cola in the abandoned yep, yep. machine. That's that's really cool. That's really cool. It's a treat for you. Yes, it is. <laughs> what else? Uh, I got To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, I mean... It, it was If they had like more of a father-child... like. He's a based relationship yeah. in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like he does a good job trying to teach his kids morals, but I don't see it as like a. It's an Atticus Finch movie. Atticus, they just happen to like learn from him. It's it's told through the eyes of the kids. Yeah, Atticus Finch sort of puts his kids on the back burner, and they learn things from him by his acts instead of him interacting with them. So well, I mean, he d- he does interact with them too to teach them lessons. Yes, but like he, he he's got more important shit going on. Sure. So to speak. So, and his kids are like, that's like the whole thing for it. Like, um, you can make an argument that he's the greatest movie dad in history. He might be the greatest movie protagonist in history, uh, in, uh, in all honesty. But uh, certainly in the conversation. Yeah. So um, I thought about it as well, but I you just don't get a lot of those moments. For yeah, him. yeah. That's why it bubbled yeah. for me. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it would have definitely made the list. And yeah. then the last one I have is just The Godfather. Okay, I mean... It's it's a movie about a father and his sons, but the relationships aren't really, like, highlighted and focused. It's more it's more just the mob story. Yeah, then, then it's not really, like, drawn out. Like, yeah. um, if you made, like, a Godfather, like, one or Godfather half, because mm-hmm. like, two is, like, the flashback and all that, and you have those years of Vito raising his kids, I mean, that, that might be pretty interesting, but they're... Three kids with three vastly different personalities. Three sons. That'd be interesting to see, like young, young Vigo. Yeah, young, yeah, a like younger Vito. Uh, with yeah. Young Michael, young Sonny, young Freda. So that, that would be really cool. Yeah. 
Fredo getting like fucking... But we don't get that, no. so that's all speculation. Fredo what do you got for bubbles? Fredo getting like left back, Sonny getting in fights, Michael being yeah. like an honor student. You can see that going. Everyone. Make fun of mm-hmm. Connie. All right, bubbles for me. Uh, Nebraska, you ever see it? No, but I wrote it down. That's the Will Arnett one? Yes, with uh, Bruce, yeah, yeah. Bruce Dern as his yes. dad. It's a different kind of father-son movie because it's the father's suffering through... Not from dementia. He's just old. And uh, he wins a publishing clearinghouse competition. He wants to claim his prize in Alaska. It's like a road trip movie. Right? Yeah, he's walking yeah. to Alaska and Will Arnett's got to like, save him. <laughs> Nebraska? Yeah, that's where publishing okay. clearinghouse is to like claim your prize. He's going mm-hmm. there to do it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's it's a different relationship. That there's some funny scenes in it also. So, it's uh, not one I go back to a lot. Doesn't get a lot of play on cable, but uh, fair. Kid, Sometimes on Prime. The kid that plays Buzz in Home Alone is in the movie. I find that okay. really cool. <laughs> uh, next, I had Father of the Bride, Steve Martin. Just wants to enjoy his daughter's wedding day, and he, he can't. <laughs> and it's uh, it's a comedy, but it, it's good. You feel bad for him, you really do. Um, I've seen bits and pieces, yeah. It's it's fun. I, I like it a lot. Um, then I put John Q. That's Denzel Washington holding. Denzel up, in the hospital. Yep, holding up a hospital to get his kid on the heart donors list. I've seen part of this movie as well. Again, it's a it's a father doing anything he can to help his kid and. Uh, kid just kind of there yeah he's just kind of there so there's no real interacting going on but uh yep. when i think of like movie dads i think of that one all right so brings us to the madness portion of the show uh we revealed our top five lists and i got a digital wheel on my phone here with our names and numbers one through five on it so we're going to spin the wheel determine which five movies are going to make up the definitive list before the show we each protected a movie um, that if that movie is spun, it cannot be vetoed. We each have one veto uh, if we disagree with the selection on a list. So if I disagree with eighth grade, it gets spun. I want to veto it. Joe goes, hold the phone, Matt. I protected it. Then I lose my veto. Eighth grade's on the then list. Then you're SOL. Shit or if I didn't protect it, luck. I'm just like, it vetoes. So my iPhone is this thing now where if I don't use an app for a long time, it automatically uninstalls. So, That's a stupid feature. But it, it reinstall. It saves like room, memory, and all oh, that. So all right. I just reinstall like it real it. fast. Let me turn the volume down. Do we have Max to keep like, the Whatever. Do they keep the slices, uh, or do you gotta? We got it. Enter them. Okay. Yep. Do we have a full wheel? Uh, I believe we do. Okay. Remind me to eliminate slices. We never utilize this feature. To remind you. At the appropriate time. Okay, first spin is in. Let's do it. It's a Joe 4. That's a little Miss Sunshine. I'll allow it. Corey? I'll allow it. Corey? Corey? (laughs) Okay. I think Corey's going to allow it. Staying silent on the subject. Get rid of that slice. Thanks for reminding me. Next spin. I got you. (laughs) Joe 1, which is Logan. Logan. Let me think about it. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Go ahead and let that fall through. Alright. Hide the slice. I will hide the slice. I got you. Next spin. Corey won. A quiet place. A quiet place. I could veto this. 
I have inside information that will allow me to do so. However, I'll be a nice guy. I'll keep it. I think there's no reason to veto a no. quiet place here. Yes, it's on all of our lists collectively. Yes. It plays. Sure does. Right, we got our top two. Next spin. Matt three. A quiet place. Spin again, Matt. Spin again. I dislike. I did. Corey three. <laughs> Finding Nemo. I'll veto it. <laughs> I was going to let it go, but all right. I'm going to veto it. Okay. I wrote <laughs> on my, my paper. I wrote Finding Movie. <laughs> Finding Movie. Yep. Nemo, uh, Nemo plays a little bit bigger role than John Q's son, but yeah, yeah I don't know. He's, he's, he does stuff in the movie. He does do stuff. John Q's son is kind of just like a kid. Just lying like, there. Hey, I'm dying. That's it. Look at me. <laughs> yeah. We'll keep this uh, a non-animated list. So, next bin. Sure. Matt, five. The champ. It's up to you. I'm obviously going to veto it. I'm going to veto it. Okay. I did protect it. Okay. <laughs> I usually you know. never protect a five. Fair. But it's there. Sure. So. I f- thought we could maybe do better, but we could not in your eyes. Nope. It plays. Is that all five, or are we still have four? We need one more. Okay, cool. And that brings so us to... Frequency. Poor eighth grade. Practically, uh, potentially our last spin. No vetoes are available. It is nope. Corey's number Corey's. two. Pursuit of happiness. Pursuit of happiness. Damn. I almost wish I'd saved my veto, yeah. but, you know. Oh, well. Well, yeah. So we did it. The beauty about not being, someone not being here is they can't really uh, <laughs> defend their picks too much. <laughs> All right, so what's, what's, the, what's the five we spun? Well, the five we spun are Logan, A Quiet Place, Little Miss Sunshine, The Pursuit of Happiness, and The Champ. Okay. I think Logan should be number one. It's a one-one blank versus a one-two-three. One, two, I have it higher. You have it higher. I think an argument could be made for a quiet place for sure. It could be. It'd probably Absolutely. be a big debate. I'm gonna yep. channel my inner Corey. Going, like, you know what? Logan's such a good movie. I- I'm fine with the quiet place being number two, and and Logan being number. I'm, I'm gonna say that Corey that. just forgot that Logan would qualify for the category. Probably. Probably. Because I feel like he would he would be right there with us. That Logan's a great movie because mm-hmm. he knows that he said it before. I think it's so. It's a one. It's very close. It is very close. Yeah. If it was like a one-one-two or a one-one-three versus a one-one-nothing, I, I think you have more of an argument for number one. But I, I, I just think it should be Logan. I don't know. Obviously ranked it higher. I mean, if Corey were here, it would still be two to one. Yes. As we both had Logan. Yeah. So like, it's it's it's. I don't feel strong enough about it to overturn Logan. Okay. A quiet place definitely number two. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's it's like it's like a one point five. It's not even Yeah. It's technically two. Sure. But like yeah. Um the champ, I guess we'll go at five. It's a five nothing. That would make the most sense. Right. Yeah. And I I'm 
I've never seen it, and I would venture a guess that Corey's never seen it. All right, Pursuit of Happiness for Little Miss Sunshine. It's a 2-4 matchup. I mean, I, I'm going to say Pursuit of Happiness probably suits this topic better. I would agree with that. Does. I just think Little yeah. Sunshine is such a better movie. I, I agree with that personally, but... I, I, want, eh. I want to look up scores for this one. I feel like Corey not being here, he didn't get to argue for A Quiet Place at one, and I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm okay with throwing him a bone here. Little Miss Sunshine is a 91. On, Super Happiness probably like in the 80s, if I had to guess. Sixty-seven. Wow, that's lower than a thousand. Yeah. Is that even certified? Yeah, sixty. It's, sixty or above is certified. It's fresh, but oh, it's not, not certified. Even, that's just. I guess it didn't hit the threshold of enough people or whatever. <sighs> I don't know how Rotten Tomatoes really works. I think I seventy-three or higher is automatically certified. Oh, I thought it had to be like. Oh yeah, great. Yeah, 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 because sixty that weird like sixty to seventy range is just fresh. I mean, it's, it's on your list. Little is a better movie, but Pursuit of Happiness like reflects the topic better. I think it's on your list. It's not on my list. It's ultimately your call. We know how Corey yeah. would vote. Do you know how Corey? Would so vote? if if you want Little Miss Sunshine, I'm okay with giving them Pursuit of Happiness at three. Okay, I'm taking Little Miss Sunshine. Where it lands on my so list at four. It, that, that would be a two-to-one vote then, because I, I just I don't like Pursuit of Happiness. I just don't. But it's, uh, does, okay. it does fit the topic more yeah, yeah. than Little Miss Sunshine. I kind of scoffed at your Little Miss Sunshine pick. I think it was more of a family story than a father-child one, so I, I can't really walk that back. So This is true. Well, <laughs> sometimes I just don't know how things are going to land. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, Pursuit. Great pick, Joe. Little Miss Sunshine. <laughs> we do have the technology to walk it back, but... But I don't have the not laziness. That's always a problem. All right. To edit it back in. Yeah. So, our top five father-child movies are... Number five, The Champ. Number four, Little Miss Sunshine. Number three, Pursuit of Happiness. Number two, A Quiet Place. And the number one father-child movie, Logan. So enthused. Yeah. I like Logan. Logan. I kind of want to watch it now. It's a great movie. It is. I haven't seen it in a minute either. Neither have I. I haven't seen it since I watched Logan Noir. Yeah, maybe I'll watch Logan Noir. I definitely haven't done that in a while. (laughs) It's like, okay. You just miss color. You're like, oh, I could have had this in color also. I feel Logan would work also as a silent movie. Music only, no dialogue. I mean, it would. Yeah, it's it's not quite as impactful, but it still it still holds up as like a solid movie, probably without any dialogue. I don't think you need it. I really don't. It helps though. It's nice. Sure. It's nice to have. Yeah. I'm not gonna poo-poo the dialogue. And no, well, it's well written. I mean, that's like comic book movies are starting to get their due with Logan. That wasn't nominated for uh, Best Adapted Screenplay. That would have been a huge win, too, since it's adapted from a comic book. So it's like, that's yeah. kind, of, kind of crazy. Not a play, not a novelization, a comic book. So Could have been huge. Could have been. 
Still kind of was. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yes, sir. Let's start plugging our social media here. Let's do it. Uh, you can send us an email. If you want to be like Corey, send, <laughs> send us an email of your picks for uh, top five father-child movies. You can uh, send us an email at fivemoviemadness at gmail.com. That is the... Is that the number five? It's the number five. All right, I don't even remember it anymore. It's been a while. It's been so long. <laughs> the number five, moviemadness at gmail.com. You can also send us a tweet, and that's our Twitter handle is at five moviemadness, the number five moviemadness. Uh, I usually retweet the show on my personal Twitter, which is mr underscore janny, J-A-N-N-Y, Matt Jansen. Talk to me about most anything. Definitely don't talk to me about politics these days. Holy shit. Anyway, Joe, what's your uh, social media plugs? I don't really use Twitter, but uh, if you at me, I'll probably like it or respond or something. Talk to me about father-child movies. Uh, I'm at Juice Clerk. Very good handle. Did you play Frame today? I did. I knew you were going to... Did you also get it in one? Got it in one. I got it in one. Got it in one. Yeah. I guess it whenever it's like involves music. It's my first guess. No. <laughs> It's funny is I didn't think that was the movie. I just wanted to guess it because I like that movie so much. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I like. I, as soon as I see something music related, I'm just like, I'm, my first guess is just going to be this. Yeah, like, oh, this could be like Amadeus. This could be like, there's yeah. going to be a lot of different things here, but I'm going with Whiplash. I'm like, I don't remember piano in this movie, but I'm going for it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Also, if you want to hit up Corey, even though he's not here, I'll plug his anyway. Do he's it. on Twitter at I am City Folk Soul. That's I A M. City Folk Soul, or he's on Twitter at For Craft's Sake, if you like craft beer. Yeah, he's on Instagram for that, too. Did I not say you Instagram? You said Twitter. It's fine. Oh, it, I think it's only Instagram okay. for that. So I, don't know, I don't know if you had a separate Twitter handle, but yeah, that's, no, that's I, I don't think so, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Corey, can you confirm or deny? No? no. All right, we'll have to wait. Cool. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it. Um... Yeah, next week we'll record something else. Uh, I don't know. Are you going to drop this one next? I think that's the plan. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Drop this one next. I don't know what's... Get it, get it only a week late. I don't, for I don't know what's next in the timeline. I'll give a little tease, though, what we're recording next. I don't know when you're going to hear it, but... <laughs> five weeks from now, you will hear... 2002 movies. Top five movies yeah. of 2002. 20 years ago. Yeah, this is, a, this is a hard list to put together, I must say. You don't, Good. You finished yours? No. I haven't even started. <laughs> I'm reading mine now, and it's like, wow, this is what I settled on, huh? And then, and, and then this order. Okay, we're doing this. I'm, I'm, I'm unwilling and unable to change it in the next week. I'm not changing it. Probably not going to look. I refuse to change. I'm not even going to look at it until next Friday. Bold. Next Friday happens to be 4th of July weekend. You're going to be around? Yeah. Uh, I think so. It's going to be very loud here. It's going to be first day of party weekend. Oh, yeah. That's... Yeah. So I'm hoping to still be able to record and it won't be, like, impeding. Yeah, this happens to us in the past. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's going to do it for us at 5 Movie Madness. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Good night. <laughs>